Hello, everybody. Today is Thursday, February 26th, and welcome to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Rob Newmeyer, and I am here with Mr. Steve Say. Hello. Jackie Turner. Hello. Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello. How's it going, guys? Good. I'm back. Yes, you're back. I'm back. How do you feel? Better. Yes? I feel better. Well, you've, you've had quite a few things happen to you over the past uh, week. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have, haven't I? Should we, should we get back to that, or should we start with that now? We can get it out of the way. Okay. Go ahead. Tell us of your trip. Will you? Uh, all right. Well, uh, as people know from last time, I went to Canada to go and visit my, uh, my girlfriend. We had an amazing time. Until... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I got a phone call from my friend Chris, who was watching my house uh, while I was gone, and he says, hey man, your house is getting cold. And I said, well, that's not good. I had plenty of oil when I left for Canada. Are you, are you sure you have your clothes on? Yeah. <laughs> that's something that you would have to ask him. I would have, I would have to ask him, actually. Yeah, he is, he is like that, isn't he? Anyway. Sitting naked on your couch while you're away? Yeah, well, let's just hope that my cat isn't sitting on his lap while he's sitting naked on my couch. Um, So he says that the house is cold, and I'm like, all right, so, you know, you might be running out of oil, but, like, you know, did you turn the temperature uh, gauge up? Well, anyway, so it turns out that I'm out of oil. That sucks. Here's the problem. Um, A lot of people don't know this about me. I um, am unfortunately recognized by the the New York State as disabled, and I uh, get government-funded things, and one of those things is heating oil because that shit is expensive, and if I don't have to pay for it, I'm not going to. Um, So trying to get government-funded oil from Canada is a really hard thing, especially when all of the people that are in charge of that stuff don't seem to want to help you out at all. They give you the runaround. They tell you to call some place at 4.30. You find out that that's the wrong place, and then it turns out you have to call the other place, but, oh, they closed at 4.30. That's the game they play. Right, right. So so anyway, um, push comes to shove, and I had uh, oil ordered to the house. We go down. Uh, well, my friend, my friend Brendan comes over. I ask him over, and I said, you know, can you handle this? And he goes down. And it turns out the reason why I didn't know that there wasn't any oil left is because the gauge was frozen. And then on the burner itself, the bleeder nut thing was also frozen. The bleeding nuts? The, yeah. <laughs> you have to unscrew it to a certain point and then start the burner and bleed it out to let all the air come out and like spout out. And then once it's flowing freely, you tighten it up and you move on with your day and you have heat again. Okay. I've done it many times. Uh-huh. So he can't get it to work. Nothing, nothing is working. He's tried prying it two hours. He's there. He can't do it. So I'm like, all right. It's one more day. I just have to get back. It's one more day. Meanwhile, I, I on Wednesday evening, I caught a really ter- terrible cold and had 102 fever while this was going on and was very mm-hmm. sick. So um, I'm on the plane and we're flying through the snow, which I've never done before. Uh, and we land and my phone starts buzzing in my pocket and I see landlord Lisa voicemail and I didn't even have to listen to it. And I knew I said, oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. When you have no heat, what happens? My pipes burst. Mm-hmm. The whole, the whole building. The Ouch! Whole, and I'm up top, and and all behind my shower, 
and all that stuff all went. Uh-huh. Cause, and yeah, because you're in a building shared by like two or three different businesses. Yeah, and... there's a yoga studio, a Tex-Mex restaurant, mm-hmm. an embroidery world, uh-huh. and uh, a barbershop. So did everyone get effed up? With the exception of the barbershop who only lost water for a brief period. Uh-huh. Um, and then the restaurant lost water. Um, the yoga studio and my place are the ones that are, are screwed. Trashed, yeah. Um, so all the water leaked down. The way the voicemail made it sound was that my apartment was under two feet of water. I thought that I drowned my cat. I thought that I lost all of my stuff. I was flipping out, and I was still on the plane. Uh-huh. So, Is it possible for a second-floor apartment to flood? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. If so. it's, like, watertight? Yeah. Oh, didn't even realize that. <laughs> Physics, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. physics would mean it would like leak out and stuff and go downstairs. Well, if you know, if it has somewhere to leak out to, then then yeah. But if it's yeah. tight enough, then I'm sure. I'm gonna go home and draw holes stay. in my floor tonight, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case. So, um, so my basement has flooded, and um, I, I have stuff down there. But my my thing is this: I haven't gotten upset by it because if I can't think of anything of value down there that I can think of offhand then I don't really care. Like, mm. it's an old Christmas tree. It might be some, like, you know, like childhood stuffed animals and crap like that, but it's, it's, I can let that stuff go. It's fine. Um, but as a result, I now have uh, two minutes worth of hot water before it goes freezing cold in the shower. Anytime I take a shower, uh, the water goes into the basement, uh, which is the yoga studio first. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Payback. And <laughs> Yeah, kind of. And uh, I have no running water in the kitchen. And I now, about maybe three hours ago it started, I now have leaks in my living room uh, ceiling. Did you cover up like your consoles? And yes, your... I did. I moved okay. everything. I put towels down and I put a bucket uh, beneath it with a towel inside so that gets soaked first. That truly is my nightmare is a leak in the basement. Oh, I can't even imagine in your place. Forget uh-huh. it. Well, I, I have all my boxes like up oh, off yeah. the floor, but... Still, still, uh, like me. they they could never be high enough off the ground. Yeah, so um, we're we're taking care of stuff. Uh, it's getting done very slowly, which is really annoying. Um, my landlord has been oddly like quasi removed from the whole thing, like because well, it's money. I know, but like, dude, your shit needs to get done, and it's not getting done. And like, somebody came to look give like give an estimate today. But, like, you didn't set that up. They did. So, whatever. It'll get figured out. I'm I'm trying just to be cool about it until all blows over. Um, I'm really glad just to be home and that I didn't lose my comic collection and kill my cat. I didn't, you know, all of that stuff. Uh-huh. I can deal with the downstairs being the way it is because it's yeah. not me. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jackie, have you ever had, like, any home disasters? No, but now I feel like you're jinxing me. No, okay, knock on... <laughs> knock on wood, yeah. Knock on plaster. Kind of like tap my head a few times. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely wood. Uh, what about you, Justin? Anything, like, horrific? Um, You know, when we had uh, those hurricanes a couple of years ago, this house is set up in a particular way where our cable, like, runs across the street. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, trees fell on the cable lines and, like, pulled... A huge part of the house just off Ooh. like just the Ooh. wall and everything like like split in the in the side of the house and everything and it was like oh that's Ouch. that's exposed air out there now in my closet that was funny because during that hurricane uh i mean 
obviously a lot of people lost power and stuff. Did you lose power for a long time? We or? lost power for a couple of hours. We had one tree that came down. Uh-huh. We were so lucky. S- same with yeah. same with us. We couldn't believe it. The, <laughs> us and like the three or four houses around us. Yeah. Not one thing happened. Everyone on our mm. road was out. Like I live on a tiny little dead end uh-huh. and we were okay. But on the main road that we're off of, everyone was out for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. They uh- had no power. And yeah. We had one little tree came down and it fell on a sawhorse that was out back anyway. Oh, perfect. So you could so, cut it. <laughs> yeah, Jay woke up and he was like, oh my God, I get to go buy a chainsaw. Uh-huh. So he went and bought a chainsaw and he had fun chopping it to pieces and that was it. So yeah. we were super lucky. So luck- luckily the same thing, like mm. barely anything happened with our house, but then our house turned into like home base because we were fine. Cam Uh-huh, yeah. Like I was there. S- Steve was there for a couple of days. A uh, bunch of my yep. aunts and uncles uh, stopped by. Yeah, we had um, the big one in the summer. Uh, I can't remember, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, we were actually back in England. Oh, wow. But we have friends that live south of, uh, they'd evacuated the area, They right down by the bay. So we had friends that live south of there. So we were FaceTiming with our friends in our house because they were all hanging out. We were back in England. They're hanging out in our house because they all got evacuated. They're like tidying, bringing stuff in for us, doing great. We get home a week later and I went to get something out from under the bed and I pulled out a slipper and I was like, Oh, that's weird. There's cat puke on my slipper. Oh, no. And I was like, and the weirdest thing is I don't actually have a cat. So that was kind of weird. So we kind of figured out, we never actually figured out whether a stray got in and just like came in, puked on the slipper and left again. Uh Or if our friends brought a cat with them and just didn't want to tell us because it clearly puked under our bed. (laughs) Fantastic. But there's nothing stranger than finding cat puke in your house when you don't have a cat. I could think of something stranger. Cat shit? No, finding finding somebody has taken... A shit on your porch oh, after yeah. a party. Yeah, that that was. Yeah. <laughs> Do I really want to that's tell a that sto- story? No, 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 no. That's a story for another show. Mm. Oh, I'll tell the poop deck one another day. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and we're going to get back to part of your trip during uh, when we when we start talking about our games and stuff. Yeah, I really did do something awesome while I was out there that I'll tell you guys about later. Awesome. Uh, now, I don't. Was it last week we were toe jamming early? Yes. Okay. So yeah, we talked about Toe Jam in our last week, and since then, uh, details have been released. Uh, how psyched are you, Justin? Very. I'm. Uh, they. Uh, the creator. Of, uh, one of the creators on Toe Jam Merrill was on uh, Kickstarter today and uh, announcing uh, the new game. What was it called? Toe Jam Merrill. All right. Give me a second. I'll look it up. Um, it's adorable. How excited ideas. Back to the funk. Something like that. Yeah. We've got the funk. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they popped up on Kickstarter. Uh, they were asking for four hundred thousand, I believe. Uh, they're going to start with the PC, and if luck has it, then they'll branch out to consoles. If it's successful enough, they can kind of use the profits from that to back in the groove. Get it? Correct. Yeah, yeah back, back in, in the, the groove. groove. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it. Uh, they have a video up there, and it would pretty much showing like the, the guy's talking, and he's like, "We wanted to make a sequel to the like in the style of the original one." Yeah. Back when they made Planet uh, Funkatron Funkatron. one, and it was like, well, Sega was paying for it. They asked us to make a 2D platformer, and we almost made another one after that, but then they changed that one around, and it's like, I'm finally just doing it because I don't have a publisher. I can do whatever I want. And so they showed it. It's got a very interesting art style. Uh, They said it's like a 90s underground comic art style. Uh Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's exactly how he explained it. But I did see that goddamn dentist chasing Toe Jam around, and I was like, well, that's enough for me. And I, I don't know like how many of those sounds were just there as placeholders or if they were actual sounds in the game, but if it's, he, it's, it's pretty much like mm-hmm. all of the sound effects and stuff. Um, that was awesome. And they announced that it was four players. It's going to have online multiplayer. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, goodness gracious, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot wait. They have the elevators, the elevators to bring you up in between levels. The only thing I didn't like that I saw, and I, who knows if this is final or not, was that when it, you saw the elevator come up, you saw the entire level. Exactly. It, was, it and, was laid out in front of you, and it wasn't hidden yeah. for you to discover as you're walking. I mean, yeah. if all right, if we're going around the table, I mean, I, I hate to be the... You know how like, I, I'm so excited for this. It, I'm so excited for this. Mm-hmm. But from that, the video of what they showed of it didn't really get me too jazzed. Like, I'm excited that they're going back to that format. Why do you hate Joy so much? No, 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 <laughs> dude. This is one of my favorite games of all time. I am going to be harsh on this release. I want this to be good. I want this to be really fucking good. Um, the fact that they're doing it at all excites me to no end. Um, I, it's very flat. Like uh-huh. the graphics are like, it's okay to have an art style, but the graphics themselves, and I understand that it's early. Like it, I'm, I'm guessing super, this is yeah. super, super, super right, early. Right. So I'm saying all of this stuff with, with it in mind that they're going to be developing on this and they're going to be building it more and making it better and all of that stuff. But like the animations of them walking around, like they were walking in one direction the whole time. Like, uh-huh. I mean, Steve, this is this is content. Yeah, I mean, I this under- is yeah. I this know, is mainly at- to get people to invest, so they can but make if, it good. But what if we told you, if you would have seen this, and it would if it looked like the third game, and it was like, I feel like then you could be disappointed. But it looks like he's going for that original feel of the first. Yeah, game. like it, it could like. But it takes money to get there. That's oh no, exactly no, no! I get, I, I, I get that, and I get what Steve's saying. It's just like right now, it, it it's he could have just in the, it, just said like this is what I'm hoping for, but he at least showed like gave you something like this is maybe yeah. what it's going to sort of look like. I'm super excited about the intentions and the promise of what this game will will be or hopes to be. I just I need to I need to have more. This is important to me. Like I really want this that's game to be you awesome. Just, you just got to wait till you see more concrete yeah, stuff. Yeah, Don't let something like that sway you. Trust I think me. Something I, like that is only going to get yeah. more people that hadn't already heard excited about the idea. Yeah. But you still just got to be excited about the idea of it. Like right I now. found out. I was just I was like arbitrarily scrolling through Twitter and I saw that like at the bottom of the top hashtags it said Toe Jam and Earl and I just went what and uh-huh. I I clicked it. And it's like, you know, oh, we're, you know, we're doing this thing. And I watched the video where he's got this crazy, crazy thick Irish accent. And then like, that was cl- clear. Yeah, that freaked me out. Like that was, was like, that was really weird for no reason. And I'm like, you're still crazy. This is going to work. Like, this is really good. Um, yeah, no, I am super, super excited for it. I just, I need to see more of it to make me confident about what they've got going on. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll continually check in to see. You know, oh, I'll be watching that. I'll be putting, I'll be putting down for that Kickstarter. Yeah, for I sure. think I'm a, it's actually going to be the first Kickstarter I go towards. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's Toe Jam and Earl. No, I, I know. I know. I just, I've, I've never. There is the Kickstarter I've dilemma. Never money in. But that's a whole other conversation. Uh huh. Okay. So we get Toe Jam and Earl out of the way. Jackie. Yeah. Tell me about Iron Bulls. <laughs> something. Iron Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Bulls, Iron Balls. I like in the conversation that we had off the air over over text, and it was like, well, who played what? Who did this? And Jackie said, I had lots of sex in Dragon Age. Yeah, that's really all I did this week. It was like, pursue my romance, as in, how can I figure out how this, you know, where I'm getting to with this? Did you I, accidentally I, have sex with somebody almost again? <laughs> no, I was, yeah. I 
I got over my accidental lesbian phase. My character is just, you know, experimenting. Uh-huh, exactly. It was early on in the game, just experimenting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then I was like, right, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to go full ahead with the iron ball and like, you know, see where that goes. And I was like, Black Claw was interested. And then I was like, oh, you know, there's other people. <laughs> and then at one point I got to the scene where he like slapped me on the ass and walked off. And I was like, sold. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's my kind of man. I'll do that. Yeah. So then there was like boobs and naked iron ball and yeah it's it's interesting wait is there actual um, this is a serious question is there actual like do they actually show boobs oh there's boobs yes really my boobs it's just funny because you have so much input into building your character i mean i can do you adjust. have shiny nipples <laughs> yeah this is the thing right i'm like i can adjust the level of lip gloss i'm wearing but apparently i just get whatever boobs they want but, i mean that's interesting because nice boobs in, but still in the bio um excuse me bioshock in mass effects there are sex scenes but they're uh, there's always like a forearm in the way of actual showing nudity. Oh mm. no, this is like, but you don't, it's not a sex scene as such. Like it fades to black and it comes back and you're lying naked in the bed. Is it a Yeah, it should be, right? Hit X. No, Hit X it's again. Not. You're, it's, do you see full frontal like down below? Oh, we're going to, no. Well, no, we're going to talk about full frontal later. <laughs> no, the Iron Boy is like lying there on the bed naked with like his leg up. And he doesn't then, have like an armored sack. No, I see. I kind of, that the was the point of Iron Boy is I wanted to see what was going on down there. But no, there's someone like, you know, <laughs> just stood in the way and they walk here. But the three characters walk in just, you know, after you've done what you've been doing. Uh-huh. And they all walk in and are like, whoa, that, That's when he's cow. just like, he has, he's leaning <laughs> yeah, on his elbow re- oh, and yeah, laying he's down. He's like reclining. Yeah. yeah like that's hilarious. Yeah. So that was that was very amusing. Uh, how much further have you progressed? I've almost finished it. Oh, I'm wow. like, I'm procrastinating about it now. I'm like, She's just having I'm sex. Doing, yeah, I'm just having lots just of sex. Just sleeping around before the end. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I am doing lots of side quests. And I've, because... Uh, Basically, it got to the point where I kind of felt like the story was wrapping up. So I Googled it and found out that, you know, I, I'm one mission away from finishing. Oh, wow. So okay. now I'm just running around and just doing bits and pieces. How many dragons have you fought? I fought my first one after, I think, 90 hours. What? 90 hours? Wow. Oh, I'm like, yeah, 100 now. So like, yeah. And that was the first time because I'd avoided mm. them because yeah. Dragon Age is one of those games where you can power your way through. You, mm. you absolutely can. Unfortunately, you can only power your way through with certain enemies. You can power your way through the story and through the game and through most of the stuff you need to do. But if you're going to fight the dragons, you need to have your tonics ready and you need to have this certain thing leveled up and this certain thing available to you. And and it takes a lot more preparation. So I basically went in and beat the easiest dragon I could because in order to get with the iron ball, I had to kill a dragon, snap its tooth in half uh-huh. and give him a necklace. So I was like, all right, time to do this. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised by how fewer dragons there are. There's like maybe five or six in the whole game. Uh-huh. Yeah, because in the earlier Dragon mm-hmm. Age, um, you could totally cheese the dragons. Uh, like oh. my whole party would wipe and there I would be with a bow just running in circles, like right. just strafing, just, basically yeah. shooting, strafing, shooting, and you can get away with it that way. Right. In in this, there there's absolutely no way. You will no, be decimated. No, because it's a... It's a interesting um i mean it's not an original technique but it's an interesting technique because you'll go into the area that they're in and you know you can attack them but honestly there's not much advantage to you can't surprise them (laughs) you know they know you're there so you go in the area and you start fighting but uh the one i fought every like maybe third of its health it would get up onto a peak above you and just start raining down fire 
And there was, you know, you could kind of run and avoid it, but if you didn't avoid it well enough, you know, half, three quarters of your health is gone in one shot. Uh And you can't really get to him because I'm playing a warrior. If I was playing ranged, I might be able to still be doing some damage, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't climb up to him quick enough, you know. So I was, you just, you're trying to avoid taking damage and just running around. But again, I just like powered through it as best I could. It was the weakest dragon in the game. So, you know. It's, yeah, I was surprised at how little part of the game the dragons actually were. <laughs> but the sex was good. Fantastic. Sex age. <laughs> oh, yes. Fantastic. Very much. I cannot wait till uh, E3 when Bethesda gets on the stage and oh, announces goodness. Fallout 4. And we're going to have to try explaining to Jackie how she's going <laughs> to lose like 200 hours in that game. Uh, you Easy. don't even know. Uh, 200 hours? No. Well, this, this is, is, yeah. is going to be another game that you put well over three, 400 hours into. Well, that's kind of good because mm-hmm. it sounds like the most stupid thing ever. But I've been playing Dragon Age like really hardcore for the last couple of weeks. It's all I've played. Uh-huh. And I've been playing for like big, long stretches whenever I've had the chance I've been playing. So a couple of days ago when I realized I was almost at the end, I was like, oh, man, that game is short. And then I realized I put like 100 hours and I was like, oh, really, it's not short. But compared to 600 on Skyrim, you know, I was like, oh, I'm done already. Mm. Really- you get, I'm pretty sure you got your money's worth out of it. <laughs> yeah. By all Absolutely. means. Uh, well, I'll, I'll jump in with just a little story. I'm going to save my big game for next week because I, I want to put a little more into it. Um, but I picked up Monster Hunter for okay. the DS and it is absolutely bonkers. Um, but I want to play online, so get a full if, like view of it. Correct, yeah. So if anyone out there, if if uh, if you want to jump in and you have it, then let me know and we shall play because uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But uh, in in the further adventures of GTA Online, <laughs> which everyone needs yes. to pick up, if uh, you need to pick it up, that's that's hands down. We have a crew going. Um, it's me, Nick, and Hugh right now. But yeah. Justin, oh, Justin just got his hands point. on it. There, the, the funny thing is, like half of, you know, I see you guys playing it, and then the other half, like the other side of the Destiny crew, like four or five of them are playing it every night. So it's like I see you all in there together because I don't like I, I borrowed Jackie's oh, so copy. Did they so start then, playing? Oh yeah, there's like five or six guys from that side playing. But it's interesting because like I know like. You guys aren't all lined up together. So I'm looking down and I'm like, okay, I can tell like these three are playing together. These three are playing together. Like uh-huh. you're all not in the same crew. So you're all doing different things. And I was looking like, we could probably populate an entire room. That's true. I yeah, have to exactly. actually start playing this stupid game yeah. every single um, week. <laughs> I, I reloaded it onto my system last night. So I'm, I'm good to go. Good. Okay. So yes. th- th- I will tell one quick story. Um, nice it was coming. Nick, Hugh, and I. And we went into just one quick mission. And it was basically... Hugh had a truck. Right. Um, it was kind of like a big van truck that he had to drive to a certain point. Yep. And it was well across the map. And they throw Nick and I on bikes. Uh, <laughs> not like pedal bikes, okay. but, but motorbikes. Right. And we have to destroy the truck. Oh, really? So, yeah. So you're racing. Oh, I thought you were co-op with him. Oh, well, you're in the same room, but, but there will okay. be missions where you go against each other. There will oh, be great. missions where you work towards the same goal. Yeah. So in, in this instance, though, we were, and we were against him. And then there's stuff where you, there are, like, you're just in a free-roaming city. Right. Correct. There is no mission. You can just do whatever you want. Right. So, uh... So we're chasing after him, and there's we, nothing we could do on bikes. They so, give you a handgun, and they give you about 30 bullets. Oh, my so, God. So you're effed. Um, 
So finally, I have about two bullets left, and I fly off, and I find a uh, a big tractor trailer, <laughs> and it has its hitch on still, so that it has its you know it has its load on the back. Right. I grab that. Looks exactly like Optimus Prime, <laughs> and Hugh does not see him coming. I'm barreling down a hill he's straight for at a him. Bike. Well, yeah, no, he's he's being distracted by Nick. <laughs> I barrel straight down the hill, and I cut him off. And you know, basically, at that point, he's right. stuck. Nick gets off his bike. I get out of the truck. We both shoot at him. He dies. But you constantly respond, so it's oh, not like okay. you know you. It has to be either the truck gets destroyed or the truck gets delivered. Right. There's no in between. So he responds, he's in a truck down the road. I, as fast as I can, jump into his old truck, yeah. and I start driving it up a hill. Because that's the one that you have to destroy. Correct, yeah. I'm like, the only way we could do this at this point, we have no weapons, we have to drive it off a cliff into the water. <laughs> so I'm driving up this dirt road, right. slow as hell, because you know it has no pickup. So Nick comes up from behind me in a car, and he starts pushing me <laughs> up the hill. <laughs> And then out of nowhere, here comes Hugh again. Right. Hugh tries to slide into us and misses and flies <laughs> off of the side of the mountain. So at that point, you know, it's, it's all done. Uh, so finally, we get to the top of the hill. I jump out. Yeah. Truck rolls into the water. But we didn't destroy it properly. I guess it had to blow up. Oh. <laughs> so, so technically, we all lost. But right. still. And in our minds, we won. Right, Justin, you need to actually buy this game so I can have my copy back and we can actually all play it. <laughs> you can take it back with you tonight. I'll, it's I'll, so I'll, funny. I'll buy it. Or like for the last month, you two have just been switching it on and off and I haven't even played it yet. Like, uh-huh. It sounds fun. Well, yeah, because I, I brought it back, it back tonight. tonight. It's a good time. Okay. And will, I, I set it to download, so now I have my own copy again. Sweet. I'm going to go pick it up. Uh-huh. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna be <laughs> hilarious. Because like I said, yes. there are missions where there could be 30 of you. Like, right. That's what I'm kind of missing right now. It's like Destiny bubble like burst for me, and you know, like no, it has. I hit 32, and it's uh not really much to do until you know, just waiting for the DLC to come out. So I'm kind of looking for the next like experience game. Well, they just announced uh, March 10th. The heists are coming. Heists are coming. Nice. Uh, see, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So that's going to add a really cool aspect. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want another big game that I can just like Mm -hmm. hang out with friends playing and doing stupid stuff. If you find something else big like that to play, if you jump into GTA, that will more than hold you over until yeah. Destiny comes back. And then when you go back to Destiny, it'll be that much sweeter when you get to have all that new content. You've been away from it for a while. Yeah, exactly. I haven't played Destiny in a couple of weeks, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I logged on at the weekend just to see what Zerva's selling. <laughs> that was it, though. Okay, Mr. Steve. Hi, Rob. Speak to me of Cave Story. Cave Story's good. I, fuck, I love that game. It's, it's a good game. It's a really good game. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I before I left for Canada, I picked up uh, Majora's Mask, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go away. This is going to be my project. I'm not going to bring my PS4. I'm just going to mm-hmm. hunker down, and I'm going to beat a Zelda game while I go away. And then I was cleaning up and packing and, dis- and ran out of podcasts to listen to, uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to download the Serial podcast because I haven't heard it yet, and everybody was talking about it. So I got the whole, all 12 episodes of the Serial Podcast and started listening to it. And once I started listening to it, I got really wrapped into it. And I can't play a new game that I've never played before with no audio. So I said, let me go back to something that I downloaded and haven't played. And that that was Cave Story. Uh So I listened to the Serial Podcast and played the shit out of Cave Story for for days. Um, Cave Story is ridiculously cool. 
but it's cool in that old school kind of way. Yep. Like there's no, I'm I'm not really paying attention to the story. I'll admit it. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, th- there is a story and. It does get kind of wacky. Well, there's a queen, there's like some red flowers, and there's like these little bunny Mamiga people. And... Correct, yeah. There, there's people being controlled by the flowers. Um, it, it. You'll see when, when you finish the game. And right. then, then I'll, I don't want to spoil anything because mm-hmm. stuff happens that either might not happen if you do something correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I really what I'm really enjoying about the game. I mean, the the, the gameplay is fantastic. It's super super tight, and uh, I like the progression of it. I like that I'm having to, you know, complete these big large areas and defeat these sometimes often ridiculous bosses in order to be rewarded with the next weapon or the next upgrade, like you know, rocket boots or being able to uh, collect enough things to upgrade your weapon three times so that you can use that. Like if you shoot downward, you'll be boosted up even farther into the air. You can get it to even higher places and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, And it's been really interesting with playing it without looking anything up because it's pretty big for a game. Like you have the teleporter rooms, but then you have other domains that you can go to. But I got to this point in the game where um, I hit like a waterway and I got sucked up in a current and like blew through several spots and went all the way back to the beginning. Uh-huh. And it was like, okay, I am so far from where I just was. Didn't know this was going to happen. And now I'm all the way back at the beginning and don't remember how to get back to where I was. So what the hell do I do? And then I, I went back to the teleporter room and now things have changed and areas aren't the way that they used to be because I let the water out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, right now I'm stuck in a battle. I pick up three. I pick like a plus five uh, missile upgrade uh-huh. and I'm back in the egg room and there's two dragons that I absolutely have to use my um, like uh, <coughs> sword tier three attack for. Like you get it, your swords to level three, and instead of it being a little dagger, it's like this rain of swords that comes down, and it's got this really crazy pattern to it, and it does a lot of damage. But once you start getting hit, if you lose that upgrade, because it goes away really fast, you're now just hucking them in front of you in a straight line, and they don't go very far. And if you don't use that weapon, you're not going to defeat those things. So the save points are not always in the most they're not in the best of places they're far back it, yeah depending on right on what depending on the area the map you are yeah there are a lot of them but if you if you end up in a position where like the last time that you had health and and you were in a good spot like you need to start from that thing so i'm now locked in a pattern where i know the route to get back to those two dragons like the back of my hand uh-huh. you know like sliding underneath things so that the stalactites come down and smash down I know how to use them to kill the enemies if I want to. Uh-huh. And you always have to farm to get your yes. weapons to level three. Right. Because but if there's 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 at least two fire-breathing dragons that are sitting down, they're kind of nesting, uh, if I kill both of those, what they drop is enough to give you the max from where I am. Uh-huh. So it's just a matter of time. I just it was I got hungry and didn't bother with the rest of it. Yeah, no, you're coming up to a crazy boss battle. Um, and I also got to play... Uh, the first episode and a half of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, yes. Did you skip the? Did you s- skip that part of the show last? I week? heard one thing, 
and was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Well, that's the only reason we talked about it. Was I because know. we thought Ooh. everyone was done. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. We, he wasn't we just here, knew right? you weren't here, so you did we could give actually... spoilers. But there was there managed to be one before we just said it doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, yeah, I. Ugh. All right. So which one it was? Because otherwise, I'm just going to list them all. That you you shoot kids. <laughs> you should. Oh okay. Oh all right. So, that's the least of it. Yeah, okay. yeah that's okay. the least of the spoilers. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's here's the thing. I um. Hmm. Is this negative Nelly coming back again? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I um I really enjoy the drama of the game. I love making the decisions and and seeing how they play out and deciding who lives and who dies. And some of that stuff is very compelling to me, but everything in between is boring uh it's because of where you are yes and i and i fully i totally believe that right now in episode two um like i was on a farm and you know it's like we got to get on these people's good graces so we got to fix a swing yeah and you know what did i tell you no i know i know i know justin told me the same thing i told bobby the same thing and it's absolutely true i'm just like i'm saying the 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 relationship building stuff the complication of of who you tell what to and it coming back to bite you in the ass, all of that stuff is really cool. I don't like the gameplay. I don't like the hovering around to look at the object, interact with the object. First of, of all, you can't invert the y, the the y axis, which is killing me. You have to do it up, up, right, left, whatever. Um, it's just a preference, but you're not allowed to switch it. They don't. They don't give you that option. Um, so that was a lot of it's because it came over from the PC. So it's not the most intuitive well, controls no, of the no, console. Because no, no, I had just, trouble with that. Really? Yeah. It's just it's just clunky in this day and age to be like it's, moving a cursor. No, like on the console. Well, I mean, you did it in Destiny all the time. Yeah, it's different. Though. <laughs> but you got used to it, right? It's, it's slow it's, and Walking Dead. It's mm. kind of you know. All I mean is, it just felt. It for me, it didn't affect anything. It just felt a little clunky. Well, but it's not really games. about the game. That's adventure games. It, in a nutshell, though, mm-hmm. is like grabbing an item, looking yeah. at it, and yeah. trying to figure out what you're supposed to do with it. Mm-hmm. I it gets like, away from yeah. that. It's no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. And it's you know anybody, even when you guys have talked about it, and I, I know the deal. I know that it doesn't really start to ramp up until you get to like the end of episode three. It's just it's since I'm not really wholly invested in the Walking Dead, I don't watch the show. Mm. It's been a bit of a slog for me to get there because there are times when I don't know what to do and the walking I did not know that you can hold down R2 to move faster I've been I didn't know that so I've been walking around the whole time and that shit is slow so I'm like Lee Lee one foot in front of the other Lee let's go let's walk over to the generator and talk to the dude then let's walk on over to the to the swing yeah there welcome in the to first... the to the painstakingly slow Walk. Of I'm gonna all stay here games. and stare at this. Yeah, whether it's where you go and do everything, yeah, the, King's the Quest thing. and yeah. Monkey Island, all of that yeah. stuff was right. just those first few slow. episodes are setting up. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's I thought it was kind of like a like, tutorial. Yeah. In it's a like way. building tension. Well, no, but it's also like they're they're introducing the systems to you and like, look, you've got to do this, and mm-hmm. then you're yeah. going to use this and this, and then it, all that like that stuff that you've like you know not learned but got accustomed to. Yeah, like plays serious dividends later. Yeah, I like I said. I'm really enjoying the, like, like, you know, you're now in charge of the food. Now you have to decide who gets to eat and, and what yeah. happens. I really do enjoy that stuff. Being God, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's cool. Um, I'm waiting for it to pick up. I've encountered some funny, funny, funny glitches. Let me tell you. 
uh, the part where you're stuck in the pharmacy and you're like looking out of the of the gate. Yes. Trying like you have to like you know throw the brick to uh, to you cannot I can't reach that brick. okay I can't reach that brick yes, I had it say yes. that like fifteen million times the game glitched so that when we were bent down having conversations the camera was in front of us and it was just our crotches so it was just our crotches having this whole conversation and like Bronwyn's uh, my girlfriend she's sitting there and she's looking at me and she's watching the game she's like is this is this supposed to happen I said I don't think so. So it's just like their zippered flies, just you know, and I'm like, this is amazing. Um, the I, you guys talk spoilers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The moment when when Lee leaves the the pharmacy to go and get the pharmacy key. Yes. And he has to he has to you know deal with the situation. Deal with the situation. That was the first thing that happened. I didn't care about anybody else or whatever happened, but that was affecting. And that was that was my favorite moment in the game so far because it showed me what it's capable of doing and what I'm sure it will do later Where are you and up worse. To right now? I'm the I'm at the I'm I'm trapped behind a tractor with a guy who just got an arrow in the shoulder. Oh, oh you're okay. so yes. early. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yep. I'm saying like I'm I'm totally gonna see it through to both seasons and and I'm I am enjoying it. I just wish that the gameplay portion itself was a bit more engaging. I think it's they like, pick up on that in season yeah. two. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's really good to know. And like um, I said, like Rob said, it's just it, I think it comes with the territory of these games. You know, it's definitely it's mm-hmm. they, it's got more com- combat than a lot of them used to. Right. So. Like, wait, what the thing is, like, I feel like I'm moving a character. I feel like I'm I'm you know with something like Life is Strange because you're. Like there, there's something just inherently different about the way that life is strange, the way it's presented, in that you're kind of doing the same thing, but the relationships that you're building, I feel more responsible for how they take shape than I do in The Walking Dead. I feel like The Walking Dead is much more like a multiple choice and I don't have the answers. Meanwhile, in Life is Strange, it really is the relationships are very much generated, not just by how I talk to people, but how I interact with the environment as well. Interesting. Like Bobby had a very good take on this last week when he said that um, the difference is with this game is he was making decisions based on what he thought Lee would do. Yeah. It's a very interesting like way of thinking of it is you're not controlling. Lee isn't you. Yeah, like they, character. they keep trying to get me to be the leader. They're like, you know, you should really be the, the leader of the staff and you do a good job. And I'm like, no, like we're all making decisions. And I've stuck to that. And they keep trying to force me to like take the, you know, the, the alpha role and be like, you know, I'm running things now. And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's a democracy. We're we're doing all this stuff See, again. But the further along you get with this, because again, I talked about this um when I finished it is that I went in with the mindset of knowing what kind of game it was. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to make him like my right hand man. He's going to be my little bitch. He's going to be <laughs> like the guy that I don't get on with. And I tried to shape it that way. Mm-hmm. And then stuff happens where it really makes you feel a lot more invested because all of a sudden you realize that all that control you thought you had, you don't have. Right. And that really felt a lot more realistic to me because then all of a sudden all these other characters that I am, interacting with they're not making decisions based on what i want to happen they're a character and they're going to do what they want to do and i can try and control it but like real life you're not gonna people are going to do what they want to do and this is a zombie apocalypse if they want to fuck you up they're gonna fuck you up yeah and that really was what sold it to me was Mm -hmm. realizing that i couldn't 
be a little Hitler and control everything. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing it out. You know, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, I just, like I said, there are, there are aspects of life is strange that I find a bit more dynamic, like in the moment when you're, you're supposed to retrieve a flash drive and there's something on the floor that looked exactly like a flash drive. And I picked it up. I had such a, yeah, like I had (laughs) a really great thing going with this character and I worked really hard at getting it. And then all of a sudden I picked up this thing and it happened to be a pregnancy test and she freaked out and she's like, get out of my room. And I'm like, damn it. Like, what do I do? That's what I mean. That's exactly what, that's exactly how the walking dead goes. Because that's the mm-hmm. same thing. You think you've made the decisions based on, no, 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 it's going to be a democracy. We're all going to be in it together. This is teamwork. And you think that everyone's going to be like, yay, we love you because of that. No. <laughs> then it, Stuff is going to happen and stuff's going to change and you're going to realize that you didn't have as much control as you I can't wait till did. I get to uh, watch old man heart attack cranky pants eat it. I know he's. I know he's gonna go. Him and his red text. I, oh, Fuck you. Yeah, I definitely with him. He was one of the characters where I was like, oh, he's not very nice. So I'm gonna deliberately every time the option is fuck off. Yeah, I'm gonna pick that one. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, but again, so rude. It's, you don't have that much control. <laughs> okay, so that was Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. Just tell me some adventure room story. Okay, so. Here's a, here's a little something that I did. Um, this was right before I got sick. I had a really great time right before I got sick, so hooray. Um, my uh, girlfriend and I, Bronwyn, we got together with our friends Jill and Pete, and we met in uh, this place called Kitchener in uh, Ontario, Canada, and we went to this thing called Adventure Rooms. Uh, what Adventure Rooms is, they have them in Canada now, and I believe they have them possibly in New York City or things like them. I think one was just set up in New York City. Okay. So there are two choices. You can do either room one or the alternate room two. We chose room two. Uh, What happens when you decide to engage in an adventure room is they lead you into a room. And now it's a team of four. We were a team of four. They recommend a team of seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They say they recommend seven. Um, Every room at at these locations, they have a 20% completion rate. So only 20% of the people that have gone in have completed the puzzle from beginning to end. Wow. You have one hour to get out of the room. Uh, they We walk in and they handcuffed myself, uh, my girlfriend, and her uh, her friend Jill to a wall, and then our friend Pete to a uh, handcuffed him to another wall on the opposite side of the room. Uh, the host was like, all right, you guys, you know, uh, I'm starting the, the clock now. You've got one hour to get out of the adventure room. I'm locking the door behind me and uh, good luck. And they just, they close the door. They've got cameras. They've got, Uh you know, microphones. Uh, There's no cell phones. No, nothing of any kind. It's just you and your friends and your wits. So the three of us are handcuffed to this, uh, to this thing. And we look up to our right and there's a key dangling from the ceiling. And it's on kind of like a, uh, like a clothesline pulley system thing. And we're like, all right, we got to get that. How do we get it? Jill looks down to her right. There's a uh, like a long-armed grabber thing. So eventually we get the key down um, and we try it on the handcuffs. Doesn't work. Damn it. Why doesn't it work? Wait a minute. Why is Pete on the opposite side of the room if the key is over here? Here, give me the key. Pete, put your foot over the grate so it doesn't fall down and I'm going to lob you the key and try to open your cuffs. At I this th- point, I think me and Rob would be like passing the Xanax back and forth. Oh, forget. <laughs> and that's exactly what I said. I said, fuck <laughs> this because no I don't like, want to be locked up anywhere. Oh, exactly. I'd be furious. So yeah. 
Um, the, the key opens up Pete's thing. Pete goes to the middle of the room and there's a golden chest in the center of the room on top of a, uh, chess, uh, chess board. And he opens it up and there's a little zip bag inside and inside that bag, there's the key to our handcuffs. So we're all taking them off and there's a little tablet. He powers it on and the tablet says, hello, welcome to the adventure rooms. You know, best of luck. If you need any hints, you know, press Y and, you know, or just continue, whatever. So... To make a long story short, I'm not going to tell you how to get through the room because that would be unfair. But um, we eventually made our way through the room, uh, looking through books for codes. Uh, There was a point where we had to mess with an AM radio to find an old broadcast that was talking about numbers and passcodes and stuff. And we eventually made it to the second room, which was a toy room. And uh, inside the toy room, I'll tell you this one part, there is a wardrobe and we opened, we eventually got the wardrobe open and we were about to leave the room and all of a sudden the little tablet goes off and it's like, bing. And it's like, you still have, you know, puzzles to solve in room number two. And we're like, well, what, like what's left? Um, I forgot to mention that throughout the rooms, there's also lots of red herring, um, puzzles. So you could be messing around with something for 10 Uh or 15 minutes and be completely wasting your time. Um, I unfortunately spent a lot of time doing stuff for no reason. So um, it said the little hint came on. It said the lion, the witch and the blank. And we're like the wardrobe, like we already opened and emptied the wardrobe. And all of a sudden Jill just goes, wait a minute. She goes, I think she's like the back of this is cut. So she pushes her hand on the wardrobe and the back of the wardrobe opens up to a whole other room. That's cool. Yeah. So what was that Nickelodeon show where you would get the clue. No, not Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, the one where you had to. Where you were in in just a house. Yes. You would get a clue and you would run to that room and like throw the shit everywhere (laughs) trying to find like the one little item they were asking for. Oh, I can look at when I'm not, when I'm done talking or doing other stuff. It just my brain into like something I haven't thought about in. 30 years probably. What, I always wanted to be on No, that show. no, oh, this show. show. It's like, I, it, it's Oh my like, God, I used to love that show. The show was awesome. We'll, we'll the figure prizes it out. were so shitty though. Uh-huh, well, of course. It's like $300 to Toys R Us. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so so we, would, uh, you, would you recommend this to, absolutely, to other people? Absolutely. Uh, if you have a, a set of friends that you guys enjoy puzzles, you enjoy solving things, um, you guys know that I'm a, from listening to the show, I'm a huge uh, fan of puzzlers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Really good time just for an hour to be with your friends and to be in this strange scenario with all these different things. How much was it? I don't no, I want to say it was 40. 40 a person? It might be, yeah. Wow. Um, I just couldn't type being locked in a room. That's, it's, oh. Now it's you know a, how we feel when we're sitting here with you. <laughs> oh, you're such it's a, a It's a large, It's a, it was, the first room was a large room. The second room was a little bit smaller, and then the third room was pitch black. <laughs> so, the third yeah, room, the walls were closing in. Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to a uh, Stuff You Should Know podcast the other day on NPR, and they were saying there's actually three things now if you're, like, if you have a fright, if you're scared, if something scares you. So you've heard of, like, flight or fight. Yes. There's also flight, fight, or freeze. And the guy actually says, like, the least useful of the reactions. That would be me. I would just sit in the corner and, like, start dribbling. Uh-huh. I, I don't think you would. Oh, I would. No, if you would. No, if you were if you were with me that night, you would have been completely engaged in it. Actually, no, I'd just get angry and demand to be let out straight no. away. <laughs> no, you, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I'm claustrophobic. There's no way I can no, be locked in you, a room. You and Bob and Jay and, and Bobby and Karen and that, that we would have, it would have been awesome. <laughs> Anyway, we made it, um, we completed 70% of the, uh, of the puzzles. 
So by the time we were done, our hour ran out. We had completed 70% and uh, they took our photo and the whole bit. And um, yeah, I highly recommend it. They've got a couple of different places uh, throughout Canada at the moment and they are looking to expand. Uh So if you ever see a place called Adventure Rooms, even if it looks shady from the outside, because it does, um, I assure you that it's totally legit inside and um, just a really cool way to spend an evening with friends and do something really different. Awesome. Yeah. So that's what we should have done on Friday, (laughs) rather than going to the loudest bar ever. Uh, Okay, so yeah. (laughs) uh, We just, on a, like... A total whim, we decided to run out to grab something to eat yep. uh, Friday night. And Jackie wanted to try out this there's, little yeah, Irish pub a new in Patchogue. Irish bar. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? It's called Fulton Gate, I think. Fulton Gate. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Yeah. So we walk in. Nice little place. And it's like 6.30. Yes. Right? It's not it late. It's like 6.30. And literally, we were just going to grab something to eat and call it a night. All of a sudden, this dude comes in. Long hair, <laughs> flowing hair. Yeah. He has whiskey in his and big dude as well uh-huh um about three guitar amps with him hmm. and an acoustic guitar and i'm like okay acoustic it's not going to be that bad yeah and there's also not a single table in this place it's more than like 10 feet away from another table like Correct. it's small yeah. 10 feet two feet <laughs> yeah my i could not hear a thing oh it was ridiculous nope. we were like screaming at each other 45 minutes of you know literally <laughs> whiskey looking. in the jaw <laughs> you had it like Wave yeah. your hand in front of someone's face so they would look at you, and yeah. then everybody so, so loud. Yeah, the and funniest thing I tweet. Yeah, I tweeted this out because my favorite part about this whole evening is we sit down. We're like, all right, let's go out for dinner. We sit down. Justin orders uh, a bacon cheeseburger, but can you like take out the tomato and the lettuce and basically anything that isn't like a meat or a cheese? Get rid of that. I want bacon cheeseburger and fries. Rob says, "Hmm, I have the oysters." So he had gets, oysters. <laughs> I know, I saw. He gets raw oysters. And I got a beer. Mm-hmm. And the waitress said to me, oh, you're drinking your dinner, are you? It's like, yep. I was like, that's like us in a nutshell. Bacon, cheeseburger, oysters, beer. Yeah. They, they were, <laughs> it was a good burger. <laughs> what was the dude playing? Oh, oh. like Dubliner stuff, Beatles stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So know. just cover tunes. John yeah. Denver. Yeah. <laughs> was he good? Yes. Yes. He, he, wasn't he, he wasn't bad. It was just It was just loud. Very loud, loud music. Yeah. We were, we tried to sit somewhere we didn't think it would be that I bad. Hate that. And we ended uh, up sitting right in front of him. We did room. go to a we went to Hop Tron, the brewery down the road we did. after uh-huh. Rob left. Yes. And uh they also had live music, but the best yeah. part about that guy was he was sitting and looked like looked like a reclining yeah. chair. And he so was he kind was of a kind big of, guy. He was kind of like leaned back. Although I'm going to try and do this while staying in front of the mic. He's kind of like leaned back all the way while singing at, <laughs> yeah. at the ceiling. The mic like, stand. Yeah, weird. he was sat and the mic stand was clearly above his head with the mic pointed downwards while he sang into it. Almost uh-huh. like a baby bird waiting for mama to come back. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I could describe it. It was really strange. Some people, when they're performing, they they don't like to look at the crowd. Um, I know that when I, was, when I had my band, uh, I would always look at the back of the room. I would never look at, at, at well, this the guy was looking at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. That's fine. That's yeah. probably relaxing, great, and cool. You know, you get no well, no stress from and that's another exactly, and that's a nice bar. That's Holtron is a is a fun place to go to. Definitely. Uh-huh. Well, I had I had uh, I saw my dad the next day, and he was like, "Oysters? Are you nuts? Why would you order oysters <laughs> at a small Irish bar?" And I was like. If I would have gotten sick, I would have been sick already. It was like right. they, they tasted oh, fine. What did the guy say to you? 
Oh, some dude walks up to me. <laughs> he he worked there. I yeah. saw him clearing glasses. I. <sighs> he looked kind of drunk. You know the guys that have that the kind of rosy red cheeks all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. That kind of Irish. It's called rosacea. Yeah. Yeah. So he walks up <laughs> to me, and like the age old thing is oysters make you horny. So he he yeah. comes up behind me and he was like, he's like, boy, you're gonna be really horny tonight. <laughs> Welcome back to my place. Okay. Right? What a really bizarre thing to say. Uh-huh. And Why don't you after, ditch these two and come that's to the party after with the real man? The waitress offered us Coke. Yes. No, no, no she, not she real was joking. Coke, but she, she but this to make is, this is the other thing about us. the evening. We sit down, we're like, yeah, let's go out for dinner and drinks. We sit down, they order food and a Coke each. I'm like, really? And then the waitress is like, oh, how much Coke do you want? I had a drive. I was being responsible. <laughs> I also had a drive. Yes. I was being oh, responsible. Great. Now I just look irresponsible. Well, shocker of the century. <laughs> Okay, let's jump into a little a little topic talk. I like topics. Yes. Topic. So it was uh, brought up earlier today that Batman Arkham Knight is going to be rated M. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the other games in the series have been rated teen, and some people are angry, some people are excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just going to be a very interesting turn to see you know, how sales are affected, if sales are right. affected. Uh, so we'll start with that. Do you think... Well, I got one thing before we actually talk about okay. the the Batman game in itself. I mm. was... It's kind of related. I was listening to a podcast the other day um, and it was about the film ratings, how they do film ratings. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that film ratings people are completely anonymous. So you don't know who they are. They're supposed to have children. Um, but... There's a documentary that was out recently called um, "This Film Is Not Yet Rated." I saw this, that. Yeah, so it's they were talking about this guy and what he'd done to try and find these people. The fact that it's completely anonymous, there's no accountability with this. What one person might find objectionable, another person doesn't. So you know, it, as a lot of people have pointed out, obviously, um, violence is fine, but nipples are not. Uh-huh. And, you know, and so there's kind of this weird double standard going on. So it made me think about the games ratings. Like, who rates the games? Because the other thing with the movie ratings is it's completely voluntary. But all of the movie chains basically got together and they will not screen something that isn't rated. So uh-huh. you're kind of forced into submitting your film for a rating. So how does it work with games? Uh, well, there, there's a, the ESRB and mm-hmm. they're kind of the the overall say people submit their games right they go through they say okay there's blood who are they well here's here's a funny story okay uh just jumping into comics really quick yeah there was the comic code um all the covers used to have a little stamp on it saying you know approved by the comic code okay uh you know make sure that everything was acceptable there was no you know hardcore sex drugs blah 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 so all of a sudden i think this probably happened six or seven years ago. Uh, companies just started to not send their stuff in. Right. And nothing was happening. You know, no one was responding. And it turns out that there was no comic code anymore. Stuff was getting sent to an address and stuff was just stacking up, oh, not getting wow. reviewed. And, you know, no- nothing was going on. So everyone just adopted their own rating system at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're right. So that's the same. I just wonder how much accountability the people have that rate games. How do they rate the games? Who rates them? Who says what's objectionable, what's not? All right. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that interesting? Because it's not, um, you know, there's no legality involved in this. 
No, it's it's just if if parents. That's what I mean. So you you worked at GameStop, correct? Yeah. Now, were you um, legally uh, prevented from selling a mature rated game, or was it GameStop's? Uh, it was GameStop's. Code? It was GameStop's policy. Okay, so there's no legality involved in this. So who is it? The is there legality games? in the movie systems either? No, there isn't. That's no. that's the other no. thing they were it's, saying. There are some states that were trying to make it right. illegal to sell mature rated games to okay. California's probably like banging right. down the door on that. And mm. movies are the same. It's it's completely voluntary and uh-huh. it's not enforceable by law. It's just that it's one of those things that uh, everyone in the industry kind of took up the code and took up the practice. And so it, it becomes enforced simply because they make it near on impossible for you to make a profit with your movie yep. unless you go through this. Oh, but it isn't means. enforceable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm wondering with games. is like, who are these people that play through entire games and look, like I said, with Dragon Age, boobs, GTA with the violence. Like, well, what, who is it what that the companies through? have to do, they have to send in like the esrb they're not playing through the whole game exactly the company right. has to submit those moments what they like think video, correct yeah okay so if there's drug use they have to submit mm-hmm. moments of drug use sex that right uh, again, the most they violent said, kind of thing right. they have to show that but again all of that is uh subjective because like again in this movie they were saying that uh people have actually started getting to the practice where they would make they would film a deliberately risque scene and they would submit it because then the board would say, oh, no, this is all too rude. So they'd say, oh, all right, well, we'll cut that one out. And then all of a sudden everything else looks a little bit better in comparison. So it's the same thing. If you're leaving it to the games companies to submit what they think is the adult rated stuff, how who's actually checking and who's enforcing it? It's just like an interesting concept no, by all to think means. about. By all means. Mm-hmm. That I'd be interested to to really go look into that. Yeah, I That's... just thought that'd be a good thing to think about before we actually get into how mm. much it affects. We Batman. need a Netflix movie about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Rob, that show was called Finders Keepers. There you go, <laughs> Finders Keepers. It ran from 1987 to 1988. Fantastic. Only around for one year, and it's lasted this long in <laughs> our memories. It just it, that yes. that I haven't thought about it since 1988. I want to go into that house and just throw stuff <laughs> everywhere. I went to Double Dare Live once. So did I. Mark Summers picked me out of, uh, I was at Nassau Coliseum, and he asked me what was one of the shows on SNCC, and I answered Ren and Stimpy, and he gave me a really ugly Nickelodeon hat that glue in the dark. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, so like I said, Batman Arkham Knight, rated M. Uh, now, Rocksteady was quite surprised, surprised by the rating. Um, mm. And they released a quote, uh, Sefton Hill the founder of Rocksteady, he uh, he gave a quote to IGN. And he said, I'm not blind to the fact that the rating means some fans will miss out. I don't want to be oblivious to that fact. It would have been wrong to water down the game and deliver a story that we didn't believe in to keep the game, quote, mass market, end quote, or enable it for more people. We love the story, and we don't want to jeopardize it. I think that's a fantastic stance to take on it, personally. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, now, I, I don't know the ins and outs of this stuff. We just went through a whole thing about how we don't really know how this stuff gets decided. But um, I do know that, you know, the difference between a rating, whether it gets one thing or the other, is sometimes in movies is very, very, very thin. It hinges on one thing. Like, if you have you know, too much violence in your game. They could have played through the game and been like, 
you know, this is this one thing happened that doesn't fall under the teen yeah. umbrella, so uh-huh. it must be mature. It has to Everyone be. Everyone knows you can drop one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. Correct, right? yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. So I looked at the three Arkham games. Uh, Arkham Asylum, teen for alcohol, tobacco use, blood, mild language, uh, suggestive-themed violence. Uh, suggestive themes and violence. Uh, Arkham City, exactly the same. And Arkham Origins was exactly the same, but minus the tobacco and the alcohol. Huh. So... It'll be interesting to see exactly, yeah. I want to see the back of that box. Uh I want to know. I want. What is it? What is it got? Language. I would say it's language. I'm sure it's going to be much heavier with language. I'm sure there's going to be uh, a step up in violence. This is like this is the pinnacle. You know, the other thing that they know, that Rocksteady Mm. know, that everyone knows, is that. We all know of a twelve-year-old that plays GTA, right? Oh, this by is all not going to stop. This is not going to stop people playing this game. It's, I'm, you know, I'd be mm-hmm. really, really surprised if it has any effect on their sales. Whatsoever. I think it'll increase their sales. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, people kid- will see a mature game. They'll be like, "Oh my god, Batman exactly. mature!" Kids are going to come out to the car and be like, "Mom, they won't let me buy the Batman game. You have to come inside." Yeah. Like, the Batman game, exactly. You know, oh, you know that's they'll, the same just, mom, they'll just sign yeah. it on over. That's the same mom that bought their. 14 year old Grand Theft Auto yeah, they're definitely going to play it well here's the thing uh, now with Luke mm-hmm. if does he play teen rated games um, no not really but I, I it's a little different games he's, I don't let him play a whole load of games there's uh-huh. certain things he does but movies I let him watch R rated movies and I just base it on it's got to be something that I've already watched that I know like I watched Hot Fuzz with him Oh, which, wow. Okay. Right. Now, the thing is, I've seen Hot Fuzz like <laughs> dozens of times. So when they dropped the C word, I knew to cough very loudly. Uh-huh. Got that one covered. <laughs> and when the thing fall, the falls off the church roof, it's kind of nasty. And I jumped on top of him and it was like, Mommy, get off me. I'm going to miss the movie. <laughs> like, you can't watch this bit. So I'll let him watch certain stuff. But uh-huh. with games, I can't supervise him through a 20-hour run of a game. So I definitely take... A, notice of ratings when it comes to that kind of thing but also being european i get very annoyed with the whole you know you turn on the tv at three o'clock oh, in the we're, afternoon we're gonna get into that right we're yeah, gonna get into yeah. that. That, I'll that, turn on, like, that comes a little more yeah. towards the end of this i turn on like a you know fx or something like a basic cable channel uh-huh. and i can watch a movie that i know was r-rated in the movies and they will keep the violence in but they will blur out any boobs and then i can watch the cialis commercial and explain to him what that means they're you just know, people like, uh, in bathtubs <laughs> It's not I don't that want hard. to explain to Luke why four hours is not okay. You need to see a doctor. You know? So I found a website, um, a website where parents go and they review games. You know, they're, they're parents, obviously. So they okay. review games in terms of is it acceptable for this age kid, this age kid. Right. You know, like my kid's 13. I played this game with him. Uh, I didn't like this about it, but I think it was acceptable. Uh, it was commonsensemedia.org. Okay. Um, <clears throat> th- there's a lot of funny things that I found Well, doesn't that seem like a really good way of doing it, though? Like, sorry to interrupt again, but that seems like having a more input from a wider audience uh-huh. and people that are in the same position rather yeah. than these anonymous people that you don't know. I, I think that's I would, why this yeah. was put together. I would much rather listen to other parents. There's sections for parents and there's a section for the kid to that's put great. their thoughts. Right. So, uh, so, <laughs> yes, so with Arkham Asylum, um, that's old probably just over 4.3 million units at this point. Um, One parent said that Poison Ivy is barely clothed, not something a parent wants to put in front of their teenage son. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> okay. that's, that's the worst thing their teenage son has seen. I, I'll never get that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, another parent said they could have left out blood. Um, and another one agreed about the poison ivy thing. Uh, scantily clad women. And the last parent, th- this is out of 30 people. Only four people had something bad to say. Right. Um, the other 26 said it's perfectly fine for ages 12 and right. up. And that again, was the general isn't it, age. Yeah, and again, isn't it amazing that that's the biggest problem? Uh-huh. Because, well, yeah. And the last one was that the characters uh, may look too scary for younger kids. That right. could be true. Because uh-huh. yeah. there was yeah. that whole scarecrow thing when the parents come back to life. Game. Oh, my that's God. Yeah. yeah. So I could I definitely see having little nightmares yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, with Arkham City, that sold much more than Asylum. Um, I think there are just over 4.7 million at this point. Uh, again, skimpy outfits, violence, uh, some cursing. Um, but they said PG movies are 10 times, PG-13 movies are 10 times worse. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they said uh, it would be good for a 13-year-old or mature 12-year-olds. Uh, How many mature 12-year-olds do you know? Right. (laughs) And also, it's definitely one of those things where parents have this weird idea about their kids. I I thought that Luke lived in like a little cotton wool bubble and he didn't know anything about anything Uh until I found out about him like looking for porn at the age of nine on the internet. And I was like, oh, all of a sudden, poison ivy, not that bad. No, at least she has clothes on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh Uh, All the other four complaints... So this was, again, out of 35, and there were five people that just had semi-bad things to say. Everything else was related to language. Um, I remember there was a big concern when this came out, when they were calling uh, Catwoman, uh, what were they calling her, a stupid bitch or something like, oh, kill like the stupid bitch or something like that. Vaguely misogynistic. Oh. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So people were like, oh, why does right, why do they have right. to act like that towards the one female character that you could play as. Because they're bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what it is. They don't have morals. So language. I'd call her a bitch if she was trying to scratch my eyes out Uh as well. Language, language, and more language. Uh, But they said 12 and up, 14 and up, 16 and up, one person said. So this is going to be about the same, right? I can't imagine it not. Yeah. Like, first off, you're not running around killing people. Right, exactly. You're Batman. Uh Ah. Yeah. I mean, thematically, maybe it's a little more intense or a little scarier. I think it's... What if you're not Batman for part of this game? And you're you're the Arkham Knight and you're killing people. Ah. Because in the Arkham Knight comic, like they have an Arkham Knight prequel comic, Uh uh, he comes in at the end and Batman beats up this dude, leaves him for the police. The Arkham Knight comes and blows him away with a a gun. Hmm. Maybe. It could... Honestly, like, like I was saying before... That if that's like a let's say that for argument's sake that happens, it could just be one. Like it could just be yeah. one person. That there's yeah. like an elaborate kill scene, and that's did that did it or a torture yeah. scene. Yeah. Did you know Luke is actually a little scared to walk down alleyways with me? Like he'd walk down a dark alleyway on his own, but he loves Batman so much, and he won't walk down an alleyway with me because he worries something's going to happen to me. As long as you're not wearing a pearl <laughs> necklace, yeah. you're fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so. No one thinks that it's going to affect sales, obviously, no, because no. I no. certainly do not. I think this is going to blow away all yeah. of the other games yeah. in terms of sales, and it's not going to have any problems I whatsoever. I agree, yeah. Um, out of the top 20 selling games, uh, and this is from Wikipedia, so s- slightly could have changed, 
but hold on, where where did I put it? Three of them were GTA games. Uh, it was GTA 4, GTA 5, and GTA San Andreas. Yeah. Uh, there was Modern Warfare 3 and Black Ops 1 and 2. So those are the... One, two, three, four. Uh, those are six mature-rated games right. out of like the top 25 yeah. Yeah. selling GTA games of all time. GTA 5 has sold 45 million copies or something like yeah, that. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, Um So, so it's I think gonna Rocksteady be... are kind of like, mm, yeah. I mean, just you think, know? think about that number for a second. Like, right. I, I love Arkham City. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and it's sold less than 5 million copies, and GTA 5 has sold 45 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And GTA 5 is... On less platforms at this point, and yeah, it's not yeah it not even on PC, PC yet. yet. Good yeah. God, mm-hmm. yep. just imagine it's a beast. Okay, so just to round off this this uh, little maturated discussion, um, like what kind of stuff were you exposed to as a kid? Like, were you allowed to oh, watch? My mom was so strict with me. I remembered I was maybe eighteen before I saw what happened at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because <laughs> she would always cover my eyes, because uh-huh. she was like it was too scary. So yeah, oh. I never saw anything really. How about you? Were you like strictly? My first movie ever was Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, I was three years old. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, pretty that. much that. Pretty much shows us the path that you've been on. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no. Um, I grew. I grew up quite literally. I grew up on horror movies. Um, Psycho, Misery, um, It. Like I just. All of that stuff, Friday the 13th, uh, my mother and father both were huge, huge gore and horror fans. They they like met with uh, Night, uh, Night of the Living Dead or something like that. They always dressed as zombies. So um, I was, it's funny, my sister was more restricted than I was because she's a bit older than me. And uh, the one movie that they wouldn't allow her to see was uh, was Scarface. Uh-huh. Because of the language, I guess, cutting the guy up in the shower and it's with the chainsaw. And, yeah, yeah. But I was allowed to see it. Like I, I was never, I was never told that I could not see X, Y, or Z. Um, and I just kind of like did my own thing. I was, I was never a problem child, so they never really worried about it. Yeah. Mine was it's, easy piece. When I was growing up, there was one TV in the whole house. Like uh, till I moved mm-hmm. out, there was one TV. So basically, we watched the news. Because that's what my dad wanted to watch, and mm. that was it. Tough yeah. shit. <laughs> like my my dad would he would pause. Um, like you could do this with VCRs back in the day. He would pause a movie, um, like before it would something would happen because he's seen it before. He would pause it, and then he would use the skip button to frame ahead, and he would actually show me how the effects were done. Like he would point out the tubes, or he would point out like the joint point where you put the hand, or what whatever the case may be. Yeah, because it makes it less real. Right. And that was what got me on my way to, you know, loving special effects. And there was a point in my life where I wanted to go to the Tom Savini um, art for um, school for special effects and stuff like that. Um, and now I just I write about animation and, and puppetry and animatronics and stuff. So. I watch movies with the sound off if they're scary. That helps, right? Oh, I, Anyone I, else do that? I, just, I was, I was allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I was allowed to, to watch whatever. Same oh, really? thing. Like I was responsible. Well, you have older though. brothers, right? Yeah. Well, Which... they used to lock me in rooms with them. And <laughs> if I closed my eyes, I would get the shit beat out of me. Like Faces <laughs> of horrible. Death. and Oh, yeah, uh, dude. I saw those. Oh, my God. Uh, Cujo and Children of the Corn. Like I can't. The Shining can't. was a, was a course, big one yeah. in my house. And when you wake up with nightmares, it's your mom that has to deal with it, not your oh, brothers, by all means, right? Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you if you want. I'll actually I'll expose something right here. I'll tell you the one thing 
that scared the ever living daylights out of me and still does to this day. It's one scene, one quick little thing that happens and it's in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. There is a point in that movie where they don't get into it too much, but there is a uh, gay couple that's staying at the hotel and they're dressed up in these uh, animal costumes. And in the movie, you see this guy in a bear costume that's kind of coming up from another person's lap inside of the room. <laughs> it's horrible. That, bit. that image of the bears just <laughs> like it burned into yep. me when when I was little and and it it like, it's funny the things you remember because I remember watching the thing when I was like maybe mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen like at a friend's house they like all the, float yeah down like the Kurt Russell one yeah you know, that one and I remember being absolutely fine with all of it until the point where they had to cut their thumb to figure out like which one of them was it they had to give blood yeah and they show him like slice his thumb I thought I was gonna pass out <laughs> I was fine with like the dog turning inside out not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah, so because I was afraid of horror and stuff like that, like I never went for the full violence stuff. But mm-hmm. when video games, you know, came to and yeah. I again, I was responsible. It's not like I was going going around, you know, acting acting out because of the violence in right. the video games. So that that never really affected me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the difference then. Uh cuz like I my if my mom didn't like keep me under on a tight leash i misbehaved every uh-huh. every opportunity shocked that's why <laughs> shocked i am games wise were you my parents woke me up on a saturday morning when i was a kid and they're like we, we, we need to talk to you and i was like "Ooh, this is like i, I know i hadn't done anything wrong but this is good like something good's gonna happen and they're like we don't you're not allowed to play this game that's coming out mortal kombat not allowed to play it hmm and I wasn't like big into games, like super big into games at the time. But my friends had consoles and stuff, and uh, I was like, okay, like you know, I it was a fighting game, so I never really liked fighting games my whole life. So I was like, all right, yeah, sure, no problem. But like, yeah, they were like super strict. Like they wouldn't let me play any fighting game for a while. But it was funny, like my when my friends got a PlayStation, they had two games. They had the first fighting game on the PlayStation was uh, what was it? Like, had a character named Zero. It wasn't the Tekken. bouncer. No, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't Battle Tekken. Arena Tushin then. No, it wasn't one of those. Maybe it was Tekken. I can't remember. I'm gonna look it up when somebody else starts talking. Uh, and they were like, they're like, you can't play that. You can play the card game though. Yeah. Because they had no idea what the card game yeah. was. And I was like, okay, sure, no problem. And I was like, I only wanted to play the card game anyway. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, that that's pretty much our uh, our mature rated and R rated and just how we grew up through stuff like that. Remember uh, Night Trap. Oh God, Night Trap. <laughs> I mean, it was a terrible game anyway. But yep, bleh. Super Shark. Um, we have a question and an email. Uh, you want to start off with a question, Justin? Yes, Rad, I Rad. do. As I'm looking up this fighting game. Uh, oh, okay. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. It's right here. It's from our good friend Nick at the Nick JP. Here's a question for you guys. Are games like Clash of Clans, Game of War, and Candy Crush really games or just cash grabs? Well, let's go first. Oh, I feel like he aimed that one at me. I did aim it at you. <laughs> I, Nick did too because well, I remember confessing this on uh, playing on the PlayStation a while ago that my New Year's resolution this year was I deleted all of that. I think I mentioned it before. I got rid of Candy Crush, got yep. rid of Bubble Witch, uh-huh. got rid of all of that stuff because... I was finding I was spending hours of my day playing these games. And I'm like, I have a PS4 and an Xbox One and and not to mention like books and comics and all this stuff. And instead, I'm sitting here for two hours playing Candy Crush. Yeah. So for me, I, I just felt like 
there's no skill involved really it's more of a pastime i mean you know technically yes it's a game but i definitely wouldn't put it in the same category as ones that are a lot more creative and ones that actually encourage you to use your brain a little bit more that would be my take on it and i'm glad i got rid of them uh-huh. very happy i got rid of them i mean they're games yeah they're games designed to make money yes that that's mm-hmm. pretty much it and I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go so far as to say that there's no skill involved in them. There's always at least some level of skill involved in any game. But it's a level of skill that can be got around if you just pay enough money. Yes, yes. But if something like, um, like let's say, Soda Crush Saga or something like that, to not spend money in those games and progress into the much higher levels, there is absolutely a s- skill involved yeah but do you want it that's what you want to utilize your skill for is trying not to spend money on this game and trust well, me i've i've i was at like 400 something in candy crush i did soda i did pet wine i did the bubble witch one and two i've done them let me tell you what i'm hearing you downloaded these games and they got you and they got you yeah. really good okay yeah. i have these games too i couldn't give a shit if i play them or not if I if you have no attachment to them, that so why do you why having do I... having a PS and especially you, mm-hmm. you have all the consoles and you have mobile gaming. You have your DS. Yes. So what occasion is there that you're like, hmm, I'll play Candy Crush? Like you know, you're saying oh now none. Well, that's what I'm saying to you is that you're saying oh well I don't need to play it, but you do. But, but that's like be... you sent me an invite like two days ago. So I know you what? play it, Candy Crush. I, yes, you did. I don't know. Yes, you did. I don't know. Yes, you did. Yes, you you, you were playing Candy Crush in the store. Oh yeah, yeah. There well, you go. Like like what? How many uh, last year? I know, but still, I mean, you. No, yeah, I no, got, no. I got I told, invite, I'm saying yeah. now. I got an invite a couple uh, of days ago from you. No, the only. <laughs> I, so, I honestly don't know how that. <laughs> so happened. that's what I'm saying. So I'm asking you, like, you're saying I don't have to play it. So why would you? Why would you choose to play this rather than every other game and mobile thing going? Honestly, I think sometimes it's just for for people that don't have the time to dedicate or don't have the interest to dedicate to something like a, like a DS, and they're on the train, and they just want to, you know, they want to feel like they're in the gaming community. Like no, no, I'm sorry, I got call bullshit on that. It's bubblegum for the brain, as far as I'm concerned. Sure, it is. You only put some those people like bubblegum, though. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. You're not putting on because you want to be part of anything. But you're are you going to because you don't? Are you going to trash someone that might not play console games and like? Are you going to make them feel like shit just because? No, I they totally only talk about that? them behind their back. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. I love it. No, all I I'm saying it. is that I don't buy into anything other than I want to turn my brain off for half an hour while I'm sitting in this doctor's waiting room. So I'll play Candy Crush. Yeah. Like I don't see it as like you're not pursuing gaming you know this wouldn't put you off or bring you into gaming as mm-hmm. far as i'm concerned but there are people where it is a, it is very much a game for them and it is a very serious game oh, for them my, they get yeah. they get like you know inter-office rivalries yeah um my those... mother retired last year and is now up to like level god knows what on bubble witch mm-hmm. and is obsessed with it a lot of people use those games like communally as like they play with their coworkers and they have rivalries throughout the office and when people go on their lunch breaks they sit and they they play trivia crack together and that's that's that to me is trivia crack is a weird one for me i personally don't play it well, what about monument valley like monument valley's a, a mobile game 
You don't mobile gaming is different. I'm talking about the ones where they're like, hmm, you want ten more levels? Pay, That'd be pay ninety nine cents, yeah. please. Pay yeah. to win games. Yeah, are, do you, are, are you not good enough to get past this level? Well, if you pay ninety nine cents, we'll let you skip the level or we'll give you extra turns or we're you know, so things like I um I've been talking to Jay this week about mobile gaming because he's uh he got his iPad and he's been playing Valiant Hearts. So I was super excited for him to play this. As you know, we talked about it a lot last year. It was one of my games of the year. Loved Valiant Hearts. Um, he gets to the end of episode one and it says, did you enjoy that? Would you like to buy more? So now Valiant Hearts, you have to purchase per episode. And it, if it goes the same way as for how much he paid for episode one, it's going to cost more than it cost on the console. Oh, wow. So that's, I was very surprised yeah, about that. that. However, it looks fantastic and uh. it is almost like it was designed for the iPad. Like the the controls are so much more intuitive just being able to hmm. tap this bit and pick that up by tapping right. it. Right. It's fantastic. So I have nothing against mobile gaming. I just, I don't like the ones where there really is a very small amount of skill involved and there's no brain power and there's no, there's no like reward and payoff. And like, you know, I hated the fact that I would spend three weeks and then I'd be like, yeah, I finally did that level. Now I'm going to do the next one. And uh-huh. it's like, what is really like that, that 30 seconds of gratification? I could have like, I could have read a book. I could have read a comic. I could oh, have played a game on my Xbox, on my PlayStation. What could you have done with 666 hours? Exactly. Well, enjoyed them. Oh, Run around like a barbarian shy. queen. Uh-huh. That's what you I get could a, have done. You get a discount. Once you beat the first chapter, you get a discount on picking up all the rest. So how much does it work out in total? It doesn't, it doesn't say. Like, I'm reading the there's comments. A whole, there's it, a whole, like, games list there, right? Because I looked into that as well. There's a whole, like, discounted price scheme for everything. You can buy them separate or in packs or... But even so, it's just... I was a little annoyed that they didn't... I'd rather just, you know, if Jay had said, is this game good? I'd say, yeah, spend the 20 bucks on it and get it, you know? Mm. How do you feel about it, Justin? You know, I... I'm not gonna. I'm not a big mobile gamer myself, um, but I think that like pay-to-win games or pay-to-play games are like a scourge on the industry. I have no problem with people playing Candy Crush or uh, or Clash of Clans. Um, you know, Clash of Clans could introduce people into RTSs. Sure, but the fact that they constantly throw that, you know, buy buy things by yes. this. I mean, one of my friends. Um, plays uh was crazy into clash of clans and i'm like how much money have you dropped on this and he's like i don't know, like 80 bucks right. and it's just like I, i'd rather you just the, and, and apple is doing this now uh that the the brushback has been so great against these type of games I, i forget what they call it now but it's like um it's basically pay once to play you right. buy the game and there's no microtransactions in the game. You're you're just like you're like all right, I'm going to buy this game and then that's it. Like I don't have to worry about them shoving stuff yeah. in my face. They have a whole category in the app store about yeah. ju- like stating that. Right. And the interesting thing is we've had this conversation in reverse. You know, Steve was saying like this could bring people to gaming. But are we now finding that this style of gaming is intruding on our style of gaming because now you're no. having microtransactions happening in games oh well you're having that's like, a whole other conversation well, but though. that's what i'm saying is that now you can pay a small amount of money to be a little bit better here's and one to, for you you know it's the same thing guess what game not in the u.s or in europe but guess what game is getting microtransactions Diablo, right yeah yeah, yeah. and is it going to improve your stats uh it, there are experience boosts there are right. non-attacking pets and there are um cosmetic uh, See the changes. cosmetic thing. And I platinum. understand. You could buy platinum. What happened? You could buy money. Oh, 
All right. Well, that's all it's right, not well, not gold, but you can right. buy platinum. See, the, I have so is, much yeah. money in that game at this point, dude. Well, I, I could just I, fuck, I that's roll what, That's what I found really interesting is that now we're having this where you can buy to be better at a game, mm-hmm. which is to me the same kind of thing. It's like Candy Crush. You get stuck. Just pay ninety nine cents. You get more moves. Mm. In this, oh, you're not quite good enough. So pay a little bit of money and you can be better. Ah, but then there's the. Moral it seems dilemma. like it's creeping. Well, that's what I'm saying. To me, it's like but absolutely I'm no, not gonna, no. I'm not going to trash someone. If they truly are not good enough and they might need a little help, you know, I'm not going to say like, oh, how you suck, you know, because no. that's just going to make them feel bad. Here's yeah, what... no, that's fine. I just mean, I, I don't like that these stars of games are out there to like prey on people that way. It's well, there's a lot of businesses that prey on people that that don't have you know everybody's best interest. It's not even about that. Trust me, I dropped a ton of money on Candy Crush. I wish I hadn't just to get levels, just to get more levels, and it's just to me it just seems like that kind of How game much did where you spend? oh like easily like 15 20 bucks probably to get levels okay. you know but it's still it's just the same thing it's like 20 bucks could have bought me valiant hearts or child mm-hmm. right or you know all these amazing games and instead i'm paying because this game company is like here you go have 10 levels and if you want more mm-hmm. pay a dollar pay a dollar pay a dollar i I say if it feels good, do it. If you feel yeah. like, if you feel like you're playing a game and and you're a part of the community, or even if you don't feel that way and you just want some way to, to bullshit your way through your cigarette break or whatever, you know, it's those things are there for those people. They're they're free. It gets people to try their hands at certain things. And um, you know, are the business practices of those games shady? Hell yes, they are. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not even about the people that play them. I'm not even talking about the people that play them. And just for me, I'm glad I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that it was a little more transparent so that people didn't end up piling money into these games. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so you may have noticed that Justin didn't talk about what he played. That is because we're going to end a little differently. Um, We had an email from a user. Uh, I'm going to have Justin read that, and then he'll jump into um, his review of the order um yes uh you know as last week we started our uh community play thing where we want to know what the community's been playing and uh i was writing robin note like we don't forget to mention this and i feel like i can just mention it now like next Uh week we definitely want to know what you guys have been playing we're gonna you know tweet us we'll we'll read uh, some on the show get some suggestions out for the community and uh for us as well but well with that in mind last week we had done that and uh, we got a very nice email from christoph and it says, hey guys, so heard this week's podcast and felt inspired to write in about what I've been playing. I want to say that I'm looking forward to playing The Order 1886 despite the flaws that are being said to be in the game. The world and the lore of the game got me from the beginning. I hope, I just hope that maybe this might turn into an Assassin's Creed. Where the first one wasn't the greatest, but set up a world and lore that would carry over to make the sequel amazing. Anyway, the game that I've been trying to play is Apotheon. I downloaded it on release day and started it right up. I played for about five hours and set it aside. Now, anytime I complete a quest or mission in the game, it shuts down and boots me out. It doesn't even save my progress after beating a grueling boss. Yet, I continue to play the game uh, because of the mechanics and the story. I've done my research on the World Wide Web and seen this as a somewhat small problem. Uh, saying, blah, 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 blah. Well, basically, he's saying you should check it. Even with all those things, you should definitely check out uh, Apotheon. And that's a strange issue. I mean, I I, I started up Apotheon and, and I didn't have any of those issues, but I'm like very early in the game. Uh, yeah, he was too, yeah. he was about five or six hours into the game. Um, he wasn't getting any response back from the company. Huh. Uh, 
So I was like, just just keep your save, delete the game, and reinstall the game and, and see what mm. happens. And it still wasn't working, so it was a corrupted save. He had to, oh, he had man. to start oh, all over. Yeah, such a that shame. Sucks. Uh-huh. But so the first part, he was talking about the order and all of its quote-unquote flaws. So you have beaten the game at this point. Yes. Let's hear it. He hasn't just beaten the game. Oh, yeah, he platinumed the game already. <laughs> Physical copy or digital copy? Physical. You still have it? Jackie, Jackie. has it. <laughs> Are you going to play it? Pichu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's getting in line to play that oh, next. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so I've been excited about the order. I, uh, excuse me. I, uh, I went on like radio blackout with it. I didn't want to know anything. I didn't want to see anything. I saw like a snippet of gameplay one time and was like, all right, that's enough for me. It looks like a cover-based shooter. I'm interested in the world. I don't want to know anything about the game. Last week, we had the discussion about the length of the game, and uh, it did turn out to be on the short side, uh, which was fine by me. We're not going to really talk about the length versus value proposition. We did that last week. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of the game. Uh, the reviews worried me. It was getting like fives and sixes. I mean, Kotaku was as... Well, that was scathing. It yeah. was a scathing review, no. and they are usually like, yeah. they're, they're they're usually not that bad. And they're, the initial IGM one was pretty harsh as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. I listened to more people talk about the game, though, instead of, I, I mean, I read I read all the reviews, uh, but I listened to people who played the game talk about it. Like, I listened to Colin Moriarty of uh, Kind of Funny Games, and he was like, I liked it. Like, it's flawed, it's got issues, but I liked it. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I watched a little bit of gameplay of it, and I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I felt like we should talk about it. And so I booted it right up and I fell in love with it. Uh, the game is not for everybody, that's for sure. Uh, and probably I, I couldn't recommend it if you feel queasy about the length and, and you know spending $60 on it. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot in this comparisons being made um, when the Xbox One launched, uh, there was um, Rise Son of Rome. And that was a Kinect game that they eventually decided not to make a Kinect game anymore and to just put your, the controller in your hand. And it was this, like, it, I still think it's one of the, it's the second prettiest game I've played. The Order now is in first. And uh, it was beautiful, but you were like, it was like an on-rails thing. And there were certain parts in the game where you were like, oh, wow, you could tell this was like, this was definitely a Connect game. Uh, but you were on rails pretty much. Like, you could not deviate from your path very much. It was gorgeous to look at. It was a re- really cool story, and it was filled with quick-time events. And that is a lot of what the order is. It's not as on rails as Rise, but it's very linear. You start and you have a a definite goal in mind. Like they want you to walk here. And a lot of the complaints about the game have been like, it's a beautiful world, but you can't interact with it. Like you can walk up and listen to two people talking, but you can't really do anything to interact with it. You can, you can't really like, you're looking down at the street, but you can't walk down that way. So it's like they're showing you okay. this world, but not letting you interact with okay. it too much. And there are a lot of cutscenes. This is a very – they use the word cinematic. I mean it's in a widescreen format, which means like there is two black bars. There's a black bar at the top of the screen and the bottom of the screen. And it's presented in this like overly filmy way. And that didn't bother me too much. Uh, it definitely gets in the way with combat sometimes. Where you're, it's a cover-based shooter, so you're crouched behind something and you want to look over it, and you can't really look over it because the like a part of the screen is cut off. So you have to like kind of like work with that and change change your angle a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game has people have complained about pacing problems, but for me, like I kind of went into the game knowing what it was going to be. Uh, 
I, I felt that it was a more of a like I'm being told a story and I'm not really interacting with it. And for me, that didn't bother me too much. There were a lot of like you're walking around listening, and then all of a sudden you're in combat for five for five minutes, and then you might not might not be in combat again for twenty twenty something minutes. And in between that time, you're going to be in like a cutscene for five to ten of it. You'll be walking, you'll jump over, you'll jump over something, and all of a sudden, boom, you're in a cutscene again. And like that can be off-putting to people who are like, no, like I, I want like a more like cutscenes at the beginning of levels, end of levels, not like all these ones in the middle of like almost interactions. But it didn't bother me. Uh, I mean, I've talked about how gorgeous it is. It is drop dead gorgeous. Uh, it has phenomenal music. Uh, the voice acting is, for me, I found it on the level of, like, the Uncharted games or, like, the Naughty Dog games. Like, it, the, the actors that they put in it really, like, grab their roles and run with it. They, they've created this amazing world, this steampunk version of London, uh, where the Knights of the, the, the Knights of the Round Table are still fighting werewolves and, and things like that. And they build this world where like i'm just interested in learning more about it being there more um experiencing it the weapons that they have uh they're interesting i mean it has one of the coolest guns i've ever seen one of the guns actually is this thermite uh thermite rifle that what it does is uh you use r2 for your main fire so what you're doing is you're shooting out this gas around people and then with r1 you're shooting a flare which then ignites the gas that's surrounding people (laughs) That's super cool. Now, the, the the problem with that is, like, some of the weapons are so freaking amazing, but they kind of, like, take you away from them for a bit. And it, like and, and they do that in, like, a story-based way where it's, like, you're not even really thinking about it. Like, okay, so I got this really great weapon, but now I'm going into a sewer. This is not a gun to be using in the sewer. So, like, and it, it, they're so natural by doing this. It's like, all right, we're going to – us two guys on your team are going to go down here. We're going to go to another place. And so one of the other guys will take off his weapon and give it to you. And then you'll hand them this, like, huge one that you're carrying around because you're going to be in more tight quarters. They don't say anything about it. But, like, when you sit back and think about it, you're like, oh, okay. It just makes sense. It makes sense. But it's like people get frustrated because they're like, no, that's an awesome gun. I want to use that gun as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but this isn't that type of game. This is the type of game where it's like – you are kind of being led on the story that Ready at Dawn is telling you. Like, you don't have interaction with the environment. You're not there to pick and choose how you want to combat these scenarios. You're playing a scenario that, that this team has crafted for you. And when you go into the game with that mindset, I found it to be amazing. I'm still really interested in playing it. Uh, me too. Yeah. I haven't lost I haven't lost that interest. Honestly, I I the content of it the characters the the nikola tesla connection all of that stuff uh like werewolves steampunk i mean even even if it turns out to not even be that great i'm i'm still way interested and i like i honestly i like everything that you've said because it sounds different it sounds a little old school like before we could do all of this crazy interaction like that's what the deal was you walked down an alleyway you could look down and you could see down the alleyway but you couldn't go there it wasn't part of the game yeah, so it's it, it's a very guided experience. Um, it's it's mature. Uh, I, I mean, the the part that got me so much, and I was talking um, with our friend Andy at Historic Me about it, was that the writing is so good and so snappy that it just didn't get like it constantly kept me engaged. Like they drop they'll drop like little Easter eggs 
for famous characters of that time and then you're like Jesus Christ they're talking about this person and it's like a throwaway line uh-huh. mm-hmm. how's the voice acting the voice acting's great yeah it's phenomenal like I, the, the character that I you you relate not relate in a way but like I instantly like the main character and I liked all the people that you meet in the game your teammates um even the people who are opposing you it's so well thought out that like there there's so many good things about it that I can't wait to see where they go with it. And Christoph, uh, he mentioned Assassin's Creed, and if you look back, like the original Assassin's Creed wasn't anything to jump up and down about. It Ugh, did rough. not it did not get good reviews, but it did enough to where it was you were able to they were able to build on it for yeah, the second they, game. It laid the foundation exactly. Now, mm-hmm. The ending of the order, no spoilers, but. It's a Sony. It's a, it's it's a first party property for Sony. They are going to come out with a sequel to this game, and it sets up very nicely. I feel for a sequel, and I'm like, is it is it going to be called the Order 1887? Probably. I'm just putting it out there right now. I'm probably it'll probably just be called Quote the Order. Me. Royalties, royalties <laughs> to Jackie. <laughs> I, I mean, I I really liked it. I I totally get where people are coming from with the flaws that they have for the game. It, it's stiff. It is not. It, you know, it, when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a you know a a pop and dunk, uh, pop and duck cover shooter like Gears of War, but it's stiffer than Gears of War. Like Gears of War had a fluidity that this game doesn't have. Hmm. Um, the stealth, the stealth parts of this game, they kind of suck. It doesn't have a great stealth mechanic. Um, but if you just pay attention to the surroundings, like there is a part in the game that people have had a problem with with stealth. Uh, and I was like, oh, I, I was always, I was under the impression during those parts that like I'm going to have to kill these people with stealth, and it's like, oh no, I got this crossbow. I'll just use this crossbow, which is amazing. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna remember that little tip. Bit yeah, to, I mean, you know. and you'll know you'll know when you get there. Um, man, I just the, the part about it to me is just the story, like the story, the world, the voice acting, uh, the characters, um, um, everything about all of that makes up for like the strangeness mm-hmm. in uh, the the gameplay. I mean, the shooting yeah. in the game, the shooting in the game is, is and, and sometimes it's ridiculous, like. You could just tell like you're in a shooting gallery for a while. Like uh-huh. dudes just keep pouring out and it's like, all right, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shooting all this stuff. But when you actually come to fighting uh, the werewolves, which unfortunately there's not enough of, uh, that part's amazing. And some, even some mm-hmm. of the, the, you know, the the combat interactions with like the rival factions or whatever. I mean, they're interesting, but it's not, it's not the best part of the game. The yeah. shooting is the weakest part of the game by far. Everything else about it, though, seriously makes up for it in my mind. It's a shame that that game got off to, you know, it got off to such a bad start because of that video that came out with the gameplay. And, you know, they're like the whole five hours long. It's only five hours long. Yeah. Like that. But people, and if you did your research, it was a speedrunner creating. Yeah. Like he'd already been through the game. He'd already just blew through it. But something like that can kill a game before it even comes out like well, before yeah, it even absolutely. gets out, out of the gate i mean but even that way the review scores haven't been good but a I minute mean, when i came home on friday with the game I, I turned on my ps4 and i saw like at least six or seven people playing the game yeah and i you know i, I reached out to those people i asked people what they thought and like the, the few people that i've talked to about the game they're like oh, i really like it like we like it a lot and it's just like i i think you have to just go into this game with with the mindset of this is like a much different type of experience that other games are are, are giving you right now See, it would have been interesting if, like, that stuff hadn't come out at first to see, like, everyone's natural reaction. Yeah, yeah. And it also would have been interesting, like, what if this wasn't a first-party game? Like, what if this just came out and no one knew nothing about it and it just, you know... That's true, without the expectations, without the bad reviews, Mm -hmm. you know. It would have been interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're never going to know... 
The only part that, that bums me out about the game is that it's not very difficult. And there's, I mean, I got the platinum pretty much on my first run through. <laughs> that's, that's insane. I mean, I was wow. following a guide to pick uh-huh. up the collectibles, and like some of the collectibles are like pointless. Like you just pick it up, and you're like, I mean, it's almost like a like a, a graphical tech demo. You're like picking stuff up and expecting it, and sometimes there'll be a dialogue to go along with it. Like you're picking something up, and there'll be something going on. But sometimes you're just picking something up just to pick something up, and then you can like rotate it in your hand. And you're like, wow, my glove looks awesome. Right. Or you're picking up a gun and like looking at the gun. But some of the some of the collectible stuff you pick up, and it's like, oh, here, the, like these are Easter eggs. Like, look who wrote this letter. And then you're like, oh wow! And then there's some there's some audio files that you pick up that like give you a little bit more background of the world, and like that stuff is completely interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, it sounds like you had a good time, I, and the, I'm super psyched to play it. The only problem I was starting this, but then I, I got away from it. But I'm just sad that there's not a reason for me to go back and play it again. Like I wish mm-hmm. that there was a like a new game plus, or like there was something tied into you know. Uh, uh, beating it like trophies or beating it on the hardest difficulty or something because i'd love to just go back and go back and replay this game all over again and i wouldn't be shocked if i eventually did that because like i really liked it if uh-huh. it's if it's that short and you can you know or knowing it that you could go through it in like not even an afternoon then yeah you could pop it in and and, and play it again why yeah. not i'd be interested to see what everybody thinks of it awesome well, do we well, only have one copy going around we only have do one we? copy i'm the yeah. only one with the copy what about bobby Oh, he did pick it up, yeah. And he has some issues with it, and he wanted to come here and combat me tonight, but I would have smacked him down <laughs> so hard. All right, well, maybe we can... I'm um, sure by next week we'll have at least two more people, maybe three, that have completed it. So we'll, Yeah, we'll it's have... not it's not a long game. For me to get that platinum, it wasn't any longer than like eight or nine hours. And sometimes mm-hmm. I was just taking my time because I was just standing there staring at the world. Uh, we'll still, have a nice little round table. You yeah, still got to give Bobby his books, right? No, I left them in my mailbox. Mm, I was going to oh, well... Whatever. The next time that one of us sees him, maybe we can inquire as to whether or not he's done with his copy. We get, shall. Get we shall around. work something out. Yeah. Okay. Housekeeping time. But before, yes. uh, Miss Jackie, you yes. have a little announcement. I just want to say, yeah, just a, a small announcement. Um, so for the second year, my son Luke is participating in St. Baldrick's. Now, for people that don't know what St. Baldrick's is, um, you might have seen it around town, certain events going on uh, around St. Patrick's Day every single year. Um, people get together and they basically shave their heads bald in solidarity um, with all the families and kids that are having to deal with childhood cancers. Um, the idea is that we're trying to raise money and we're trying to raise money to help out these families and to try and come up with a cure for all of these various cancers um, because it has such a huge effect on the kids and on their families. Hmm. Um, so this year, Luke has been growing his hair since last year and it looks horrible. So I am excited about the prospect of him getting a haircut at the least. Uh So I just wanted, I put it on Twitter and uh, Talking Games put it out as well. But I just want to let people know that if they did want to donate anything, um, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, You can go to stbaldricks.org. So S-T-B-A-L-D-R-I-C-K-S.org. You can look up my son's name. It's Luke T at Medford Avenue Elementary. Um, or you can just donate. It doesn't even have to be in Luke's name. Just donate because anything really is, is uh, everything helps. And everything mm. is, is for a really, really great cause and a great group of people that have got together to do this. So, again, just check out my Twitter page. Check out, um, you mm-hmm. know, the information's up there, stbaldricks.org. And what is your Twitter handle, Jackie, just so people know at, where to go? It is at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. 
Uh -huh. And leading in, you can get in touch with us a plethora of ways. Uh, Jackie just gave her personal Twitter. Steve? Uh, mine is at dead underscore anchorus. Justin? I am at Joe Roke, J-O-R-O-A-K. And I am at dusk1020, or you could email the show at talking underscore games. Uh, you could email us at talkinggamespc at gmail.com. Our Facebook is Talking Games PC. You could check out all of the other podcasts that we're related to, uh, Talking Comics, Talking Valiant, uh, Misfits, Talking Movies. You could find all that stuff at TalkingComicBooks.com. Uh, you have our video shows. There's Comics and Coffee, some new stuff starting up. Uh, Steve is going to get into a little YouTube stuff <laughs> with his friend Brendan. Yeah, some we video got game something. Stuff. We're cooking something up. You guys are going to enjoy it. Uh-huh. And then you have a new show, Backup Stories, featuring our own Justin Townsend. That's me. And uh, me. Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Have a great week.